Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Welcome to the show, everybody, and let me ask you a question. Uh, is it okay for a judge to break a law? What? Okay. I just want you all to know that uh, I'm going to leverage every ounce of political commentator authority I have here on this because I view this as a miscarriage of justice. I actually view this as a violation of the law. And I'm going to talk about something that I think is absolutely egregious. So let's, let's look at what's going on. Let's start out with the courts generally. Uh, we see just kind of the courts moving away from the plain language of the law, away from the original intent of the law, and into whatever it is that they want it to mean. The liberal justices, the liberal courts, the liberal judges are frequently ignoring the, the intent and meaning of the law and moving into interpretations that are very flexible. And this is a real issue because under the law, one of the most important principles, the reason that we have... Uh, the reason that we honor precedent is that it's necessary for the law to be con uh, consistent. Without consistency in the law, it's not really justice, right? So we honor precedent to the best of our ability unless we can see there was a mistake. But what we see right now is we see activist prosecutors going after people like Trump uh, and ignoring other law that they ought to be enforcing. They're going after people like Trump and what they're doing is they're using new and varying interpretations of the law that are a bit of a stretch. They've never been interpreted that way. No one's ever expected it to be interpreted that way. Never followed with any original intent or anything else. They just go after it. And I don't think anything could be more egregious than what I'm seeing with this uh, judge on on uh, Trump's case, this Chatuka, whatever her name is, Ch Tanya Chatuka. Um, this is an unbelievable thing that's occurring here. For her to set a trial directly in the middle of the primaries is mind-blowing. There's an article over here in Becker News. Judge deciding Trump's fate in 2024 election case comes from a family of Marxist revolutionaries. Now, you know, this is something that is mind-blowing, right? So apparently this judge uh, is, I mean, she's been, you know, long reported as being a uh, just absolute, leftist activist type person. I don't know. I, I haven't looked at her case records. What I do know is that this story is talking about her her historical background. Apparently her family has a history of Marxist revolutionary activities in Jamaica. She was appointed by Obama and uh, her, her grandfather, Frank Hill, was reportedly a communist revolutionary in Jamaica along with his brother Ken, and was briefly incarcerated during World War II for subversive activities. Now, the, the mother, according to public records and father, I mean, it's just the whole thing looks like all these communist background and beliefs. This is not at all compatible with the United States, our Constitution, or anything else. How do you have a communist background and interpret a... a constitution that is absolutely the antithesis of it. And when we look at this, we see if you don't have respect for the founding and the origins of our nation, how can you interpret the law consistent with it? I don't think you can. And I'm concerned about this, right? We have legitimate reason to be concerned. 
Now, she's had lots of accusations of political bias uh, and this, that, and other. But, you know, some of this stuff is really kind of hard to miss. Apparently, she donated to Obama's campaign back in uh, 2008-2009, uh, expressed support for violent protests that occurred in 2020, uh, handing down sentences to nonviolent J6 defendants, uh, according to Matt Gates, and uh, just all sorts of other things. This is really just the start, you know, just the start of this. And I want to point out something. Right now, uh, this judge is setting a trial that she does not have to set for right in the middle of the primaries, right? Right in the middle of the primaries. She's, it, it, it's a bit of a stretch, and I'd say more than a bit of a stretch. It's an absolute a ridiculous thing to suggest that she doesn't know this. And this her whole, well, we're going to treat you like any other criminal defendant. Well, that ignores something, right? Let me read to you 18 U.S. Code 595. It's titled, uh, Interference by Administrative Employees as Federal, State, or Territorial Governments. This is uh, the federal law. I'm going to read this to you folks. Whoever being employed in any administrative position by the United States or by any department or agencies thereof or District of Columbia, or any agency or instrumentality thereof, or by any state, territory, or, or possession in the United States, or any political subdivision, uh, municipality, or agency thereof, in connection with any activity which is financed in whole or in part by loans against the United States, basically anybody working for any position that's administrative in the United States, uses his official authority for the purpose of interfering with or affecting the nomination or the election of any candidate for the office of president, vice president, presidential elector, member of the Senate, member of the House of Representatives, delegate of the District of Columbia, or resident commissioner, shall be fined with under this title and imprisoned for not more than one year or both. Now, is the judge an administrative employee? Probably not. But, 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 the prosecutor is absolutely uh, acting as an administrative employee, in my opinion. I mean, a special prosecutor for the DOJ, uh, yeah, this guy is absolutely falling under this. This judge is assisting in this. She's uh, arguably aiding and betting. Is that conspiracy? Is that conspiracy to violate 18 U.S.C. 595? That's a real question, isn't it? Because to me, you have two people colluding, essentially, to interfere with an election. There's no question that this interferes with election. No question whatsoever. This trial can occur after. It can occur any time after. And frankly, ought to be given the, the, the defense ought to be given the time for it to occur after. The thing about this is, is you've got a prosecutor who's pretty egregiously violating 18 U.S.C. 595, and you have a judge that seems to be going along with it. Now, this judge's job is to apply the law to the facts in any given case and to ensure that the law is interpreted properly and upheld. This judge is not doing that. She's absolutely ignoring 18 U.S.C. 595. This is a blatant attempt at election interference. The, the numerous complaints that are essentially unfounded are, are absolutely a blatant attempt at election interference. In light of the fact that this judge has apparently had an extensive amount of uh, yeah, 
bad evidentiary findings, rulings, et cetera, et cetera, related to January 6th and is now doing this uh, against Trump. I mean, there's a lot to be asked here. The appearance of impropriety is more than a little bit, and that is the standard for a judge. Judges are not supposed to even allow for the appearance of impropriety. Well, there's an appearance of impropriety here, and it's unnecessary. There is no reason, no reason whatsoever, that this trial can't wait till after the election. There is no reason, you know, what this judge ought to be doing is asking the, the prosecutor why he's doing this, because he's doing this in violation of the U.S. Code, in my opinion. This prosecutor is blatantly interfering with an election for very little reason. I, I don't, I'm sorry. You know, I've thought about whether I want to speak out about this, and I feel like I have to. You know, when I look at the law, the law is what it is. And, you know, they want to say, well, it applies to everybody. Well, if it applies to everybody, guess what? It should also apply to the prosecutor. They want to say, well, just because you're Donald Trump and running for president doesn't mean that it ought to apply to you. Well, okay, does it apply to the prosecutor? How about to the courts? How about to the judges? Is this conspiracy? Now, I know the judge has immunity from almost everything, almost, because we give judges that. But what about when a judge blatantly ignores the law? Now, I don't know that she could be tried criminally. I don't know. I haven't done the research to determine whether or not a, uh, a criminal investigation would be worth, uh, worth pursuing. But I don't think that it's appropriate for a judge to violate the law to, uh, to allow uh, for election interference or to ignore the law to allow for election interference. I think this is wildly inappropriate. And it's very clear what's happening. This isn't a, a maybe. This is a campaign strategy. Joe Biden is coordinating a campaign strategy against Donald Trump that includes endless charges for nonsense. To this day, there hasn't been a proper investigation of J6. Why isn't the data out there? Now, let me turn to the Republicans. Where are the Republicans on this? Why isn't the J6 data out there? Why isn't the video out there? Why isn't everything out there? What the hell is going on here, folks? What is going on? See, the Republicans don't want Trump either. This is all about the never Trump wing of the Republican Party. Folks, this is a we the people thing. This is a judge who appears to be conspiring with or at least facilitating through, through ignorance or willful ignorance, election interference that seems to be occurring illegally by a prosecutor who's implementing a strategy by a corrupt, the most corrupt president in history to undermine Donald Trump's presidency or run for presidency. This is absolutely a violation of the law. It uses his official authority for the purpose of interfering with affecting the nomination of the election of any candidate, office of vice president, et cetera, et cetera. Are you telling me that's not what's happening here? Are you telling me that that is not exactly? I mean, this is so clear. I mean, I would almost think that the court should be able to take judicial notice that that's what's happening. There's just, there's just no question. These trumped up ridiculous, the Espionage Act, this was never, I mean, the misapplication of the law, this is 100% a violation of 18 U.S.C. 595. Absolutely 100%. And this judge 
is facilitating it. Does that constitute conspiracy? I mean, if Donald Trump's going to be in conspiracy on a RICO charge for having some meetings and some phone calls, how is this not a conspiracy? I mean, this is quite clear. Quite clear, folks. When the law quits having meaning, when the law quits being equally applied and evenly applied, when the law starts becoming a tool, we have lost our republic. This is something that we cannot stand. This is in the face of we the people. How many people are out there supporting Trump? 80, 100 million, whatever. And they're just thumbing their, thumbing their nose at us. They do not care, folks. They do not care. This is election interference per se, in my opinion. I absolutely think that this case, this is a case, Donald Trump should be suing, filing a lawsuit against this guy for election interference and against this judge. Frankly, they ought to both be named. There should be injunctive relief. I don't know whether it would work. I need to do the homework on this and I'm gonna do some additional legal research on this. But I'm just gonna tell you the plain language of 18 USC 595 makes it quite clear what's occurring here. And when we look at that in light of the evident, uh, the the definition of conspiracy, I mean, yeah, I wonder if that would be a RICO claim, huh? Is there is there a whole group of people all conspiring to uh, to uh, ensure that uh, there's a, to violate election laws? Looks like it. Looks like it. I don't know, folks. I, I just don't know. What I do know is that there is apparently not a single prosecutor in this country with courage. There's not a single state AG in this country with courage. There's not a single anyone in this country. There's nothing that I can do on this, okay? I'm not a party to any of these lawsuits. I'm not a party to any of these cases. I don't have, I'm not a prosecutor. I'm not an AG. I'm not anything on this. I, you know, I am a lawyer, but that doesn't give me the authority to do anything. So before everybody calls me and says, why don't you do something about it? I can't. I'm not involved. What I can tell you is that these guys, there is zero question that these guys are, are, in my opinion, interfering with the election. To suggest that the trial should start right before Super Tuesday, are you telling me that that's a coincidence? Can anyone tell me that that's some sort of an accident? I'm glad Trump's appealing it, but what he needs to do is sue them. He needs to be much more aggressive. I think there needs to be a lawsuit against this prosecutor. And I know there's issues of immunity. I know there's a lot of issues with that. But I mean, the Democrats don't care about the law. They're openly violating the law. They're blatantly violating it. You have the Democrat Party uh, promoting the open violation of election interference laws. And the Republicans are just supposed to sit quietly and do that. You have a judge that appears to be violating the law. And I don't care about the immunity provisions, folks. I don't care whether the judge can do it. She shouldn't. The appearance of impropriety, this is so damaging to the justice system of our country. This is so damning to what we're dealing with here. There is absolutely no way to make the case that this doesn't appear improper. There is no way to make the case that this appears apolitical. This absolutely appears like the weaponization of justice against a candidate. There is nothing else that can be said about this. And for us to try and pretend otherwise, this whole tripe about, well, we're going to treat you like every other criminal defendant. No, you're not. No, you're not. 
you're doing this because you're a crook. That's what it looks like to me. That's what it looks like to me, folks. And I ask you, I ask anyone out there, how could this look like anything else? Can you imagine if the Republicans did this to a Democrat? Can you imagine the squealing if the shoe was on the other foot? But you see, here's the thing. The Republicans won't squeal too much because they're doing it. Mitch McConnell wing of the Republican Party are is out there. They're behind. The, they're with this. They're involved in this. Whatever we can do to get rid of Trump. This is collusion on their part as well. We know what's happening. I think Trump needs to keep speaking out, but I think he needs to be more, if, even more forceful. I know he's getting more forceful on this, but he needs to step it up. This is unbelievable. And you know what? Trump's going to eventually get to the point where I think he's going to realize he's got no option. This is win or lose everything for him because they're going to do anything they can to destroy him. They don't care what it is. And he's either going to win this or he's going to get destroyed. I pray for the, uh, for the man. I pray for his work. I pray for our country. Hope you'll support us at TomRens.com. Hope you'll share this show. We will be right back. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body, and now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. I would love to see Jim Jordan take an aggressive stance on some of this and to push the the Freedom Caucus in the House into doing something. 
And you know, I always, I've been picking on Jim a lot on this, but it's because he's in a position of leadership. He's in a position where he's long since held the banner of Freedom Caucus guy, you know, guy who's going to fight for this and fight for that and do this and do that. But now when the things are real bad, well, he's he's as timid as a as an eight year old girl. You know, I mean, great. You wrote another letter, uh, but I do agree with his letter. Right. And I do agree. And I'm glad that at least he's doing something. At least he's finally talking about it. You know, I mean, it's it's weak, but it's something. His, his letter uh, goes into this, says, you know, in February 2021, news outlets reported that you directed your office to open an investigation into Trump. And then he goes on and says, you know, you didn't bring charges till two and a half years later, a time when the campaign for presidential nomination is full swing. I uh, requested that the trial begin March 4th, 2024, right before Super Tuesday. No corruption there. Where is Brian Kemp? Where is Republican Brian Kemp on this? Is is Republican Brian Kemp okay with prosecutors in his state doing this? Because I don't think Republican Brian Kemp is really doing much, and it shouldn't matter whether uh, Republican Brian Kemp likes Republican Donald Trump or not. It should matter is that there's an abuse of prosecutorial discretion and a violation of election laws by interfering with the election, the use of the office, which is almost certainly funded by some federal money. I mean... This is really an egregious, egregious thing and part of an overall conspiracy. I mean, I think that it's hard to argue that this isn't all directed from the Biden regime and that this isn't part of a larger conspiracy to take out Trump. And you look at this, you see, uh, okay, so Jim Jordan announces a probe of the DA. Okay, great. So another hearing. I'm glad to see that. I mean, that'll help. Um, But, you know... I don't know. I mean, he's on Hannity. That's perfect. Him and Handy are perfect for each other. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, more hearings, right? Now, you see some other guys out there, I mean, about election interference and setting other. This is absolutely election interference. We're seeing, you know, Don Jr., J.D. Vance, Michael Seifert, Christian Collins, Byron Donalds, all these guys, Greg Pierce, all these guys talking and putting their tweets out about this election interference. Everybody knows what's going on. This is a violation of the law. This is a conspiracy, right? Conspiracy to commit a crime is a big deal, right? In fact, you know, folks, Donald Trump's RICO violation that doesn't really exist is based entirely on uh, you know, this this concept of conspiracy, right? Um, 18 U.S.C. 241, if two or more persons uh, conspire to injure, oppress, threaten, or intimidate persons, they state, um, uh, that's conspiracy against rights. I mean, there's conspiracy. There's a bunch of different conspiracies and laws against conspiracy. Um Let's see, you've got uh, conspiracy against rights, uh, uh, deprivation, a bunch of different things out there that that uh, can apply in different different scenarios. But uh, you know, conspiracy to commit a crime in most states essentially means you know working with one or more, uh, two or more people uh, working together in furtherance of a crime. Some states require that uh, you know a substantial step be taken towards it. 
others have yeah the standard on it's a little bit different there's federal conspiracy the standard on that's a little bit different but but essentially it's conspiracy to commit a crime is there a conspiracy to commit a crime here you know i mean is there a conspiracy to commit a crime and i think that's a legitimate question to be asked is there a conspiracy to commit a crime um to deprive someone of their rights or liberties. Well, I mean, certainly Donald Trump is being deprived of his rights and liberties. Uh, he has the right to run for election without interference, I would say. Right? Would it apply in that way? I don't know. But I mean, again, we have the ability to be flexible with the law, apparently, because the Democrats don't seem to care about using the traditional mechanisms or meanings. So why shouldn't you know th that, that shoe fit on the other's foot, right? Why shouldn't we be able to say do the same thing? I don't know. I, I just, I look at this, folks, and I see, uh, you know, some of the different charges that there could be on this and the different things that they could do on this. And, uh, I mean, there's a lot of detail work that goes into these cases and the things that they ought to be doing. But ultimately, the real issue is that we're, we're ignoring the law. We're ignoring what's going on. And it's kind of like we've got another uh, another thing. We've got Carrie Lake's lawsuits moving forward on the mail-in ballots, on signatures. Um, that's a big deal, right? So Carrie had a big, big win in Arizona, and God bless Carrie Lake. Uh, they're going to trial for uh, you know the mail-in ballot signatures, right? Because they were not even sort of reasonably related to, I mean, they're garbage. It's ridiculous. So you got this going to trial. It'd be real interesting to see what happens here, right? Because this could be a monumental thing. The fact that this is going to trial is really a very big deal. And uh, it's there's a two-day trial. And it's going to be, I believe, in oh, September 21st and 25th. And it's going to be a pretty big deal on this. I mean, Maricopa County's lawyers said that, you know, the signatures are part of a voter record and that so they're not not part of this. Uh, you know, that's garbage. One of the judges finally ruled on that. So this is moving forward. And frankly, it's kind of a sad thing that uh, it's moving forward in this fashion because the thing to understand about this is that there are so many issues with Carrie Lake's election, that this is just one of them. I mean, but in a perfect world, if this works out well and Carrie somehow wins this and there's some sort of a, a do-over of the election or anything like that, and Carrie's able to pull that out, uh, then she'd be able to investigate properly. And I would love to see what happens there. I would love to see what happens. I mean, because Carrie is a warrior. And if she were to get into that seat, that governor's seat, she'd go to battle on this. I would love to see what would happen then. We just need, we need to get one governor that's really willing to fight this on a proper scale, and she would be it. Uh, and, and understand, uh, Kerry, I think, would make uh, DeSantis look like a middle-of-the-road guy. I think Kerry would actually go to war over this stuff. She wouldn't do bills that were kind of ho-hum, uh, but that got good headlines. I think she'd be into substance. Uh, I don't know, folks. I just, I, it's a big deal. We've got fraud everywhere, fraud in elections, fraud in this, fraud in that. And uh, I don't know, the country is really in a bad spot. It really is.
It really is. I want to move into something a little bit different, though. I want to talk about this article in Slay News. So headline, Tucker Carlson accuses Joe Biden of committing the biggest act of industrial sabotage in history. Now, this article is about Biden bombing the, uh, the Gulf Stream, uh, the oil line. The Nord, I'm sorry, Nord Stream uh, pipeline. The, that's, now, that's the pipeline, folks, that carries the oil between Russia and Germany. And it's a critical, critical piece of infrastructure that exists. It's, it's vital, right? And uh, with this Ukraine thing going on, Biden had uh, the, the Nord Stream pipeline blown up. And he did it. It was truly an act of war without authorization. I mean, this was a big deal. Uh, he not only sabotaged Russia and really committed what I would say is an act of war against them, but he also uh, really kind of hosed our, our ally, Germany. I mean, Germany relies on that oil. That is a big deal for Germany. And when he cut that oil off, that was a disastrous thing for Germany. So, I mean, he, he really just, he caused a lot of problems on the world stage with that. And there's no question who did it. I mean, everybody knows that Biden was behind this. And they say, well, no, it's Ukraine. No, hey, listen, that didn't happen without Biden. That didn't happen without Biden. Biden knew exactly what was going on. I don't believe that for a second. Uh, you know, the Washington Post is claiming that American intel agencies were aware of a plan by Ukraine. They weren't aware. They facilitated it. That's what happened, folks. So Biden, you know, I mean, he, he arguably violated all sorts of rules of international law. I mean, that may have qualified as some sort of a crime uh, on inter under international law. Uh, it certainly was something that that's a bit of a stretch to say that he could just go start a war like that uh, under American law. I mean, that, that was an act of war, but without authorization. I, I think it's mind-blowing. But I think one of the th things that we've got to look at is you've got this same guy out there. Uh, you know, I mean, it's lawlessness everywhere. So he, he's creating wars. He's uh, colluding to, to uh, stop Trump. He's manipulating the justice system. He's stealing elections. He's, I mean, what is this guy doing? I mean, he's been bribed repeatedly. We know he gets takes bribes. What is this guy doing? And how is he still in office? And why is he not being impeached? Now, I do think it's also worth noting, by the way, and this is really uh, a very important thing. Tucker said, and this is a quote from Tucker, the Biden administration blew up the Nord Stream. It was the biggest act of industrial sabotage in history, the largest man-made CO2 mission in history, and an attack on Germany. All those are true. All those are true. Now, I want to focus in on the CO2 emission. I mean, I keep hearing about global warming. We've got to get rid of our gas stoves. We've got to get rid of our uh, gas-powered cars. We've got to get rid of everything. Global warming, global warming, global warming. But... Uh, Biden creates the largest man-made CO2 emission in history by blowing this, this pipeline up. Not to mention that, you know, blowing it up probably had created a massive oil leak in the ocean. And no one's talking about the environmental disaster that that was. You know, and I mean, the idea that Biden wasn't involved in it 
is mind blowing. So, but but remember, you need to get rid of your gas powered cars and buy a crappy electric vehicle. That's what Joe Biden wants you to do because, you know, um, don't want any global warming. Everywhere we look, this guy's hypocrisy is on display. Everywhere we look, his corruption is on display, and it's in our face. You know, he, we go through all this, and he wants to lock us back down and mask us again for another version of COVID. He's asking Congress for another $1.4 billion for COVID vaccines. Are you kidding me? I'm just going to tell you, any Republican that votes for this needs to be primaried and thrown out of office. If the Republicans give him a dime for COVID vaccines, they need thrown out of office. And I'm looking at you, Mitch McConnell, and everybody else. I know McConnell's going to retire, but uh, we just can't do enough to stop this. Fraud. Fraud is a the theme here, folks. This guy is one of the biggest frauds in history. And the only reason he's getting away with it is because Obama is still running the show. You know, Obama's sitting in his basement running the show. Uh, you know, they're trying to make sure that they've got control continuing to move us down this path towards communism, Marxism, one world government at the expense of our nation. You know, three and a half years ago, or, you know, towards the end of Trump's camp, uh, presidency, we were building ourselves back up and, and moving back towards being the superpower we once were before by, uh, Obama came in. You know, Obama did more to destroy our status in the world as a superpower than anybody in history. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, Obama gave away all of our power, destroyed our nation internally, everything like that. And uh, then Trump started to rebuild it. And we were really moving in the right direction again. Then we get Biden stealing the election. And we start going back south again. I don't know, folks. I don't know what's going to happen here. What I do know is that uh, when I look at this, you know, I see uh, just all sorts of horrific, horrific actions. And I keep coming back to 18 U.S.C. 595, interference in administrative employees uh, you know, in an election. Um, we have a conspiracy to commit crimes. We have crimes going on. I don't, you know, outside of impeaching Biden, which I know needs to be done, the, the biggest thing we've got to focus on right now is getting, getting someone in office that's good. There aren't a whole lot of good guys there, but we that's not going to happen if we continue to allow the violation of the law. When we see prosecutors in the Department of Justice egregiously violating 18 U.S.C. 595 by interfering with the, uh, the elections, this is a disaster, folks. That's This is specifically why that law was passed. That law was passed to make sure that federal employees couldn't interfere or, or that any yeah, government employees couldn't. Because think about this, folks. If government employees can control who's going to get elected, don't they really control everything then? At that point, it's the bureaucrats that run the show. It's not the elected officials. Because if they control who's elected, then they control everything. This law was passed precisely for this reason, yet they're ignoring it blatantly. And no one's doing about anything about it. Part of the problem is that our justice system is so screwed up and so full of corrupt people like the communist uh, family of this judge and uh, the, these bought and sold DOJ prosecutors. I, I mean, folks, I don't know what to say about this. How can you miss this? 
says you can't use your official authority to to do this and yet that's what they're doing you know it's just what they're doing so i don't know folks unless we can take some steps to regain the rule of law and start finding some lawyers willing to fight and some judges willing to stand up it's going to continue going south we've got to start retaking our justice system we've got to start pushing towards uh, truly impartial and blind justice for everybody. And we've got to continue to fight to retake our country. We've got to get this election taken care of. So, you know, God bless Carrie Lake. God bless Donald Trump. God bless Tucker Carlson and all the others who are pushing to get this stuff done. Uh, we just got to keep fighting, folks. And I hope you'll keep fighting with me and share TomRens.com. Share Rens-Law. Get our gifts and go. Uh, Ren's Law, give, send, go, and support us everywhere. We'll be right back. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Okay, folks, welcome back and welcome to the Stack of Stuff segment. Let's move right into it today. More than 1,600 scientists, including two Nobel laureates, declare climate emergency a myth, according to justthenews.com. Oh, no. Oh, no. Folks, this is devastating to me. I was so comfortable that there was a consensus on global warming. Uh, that, you know, I was willing to, uh, I don't know, get rid of my gas car and move into a hobble, I guess. I don't know, something. Uh, but anyways, uh, it turns out that the consensus may not be there. And I don't understand that because if there was a scientific consensus, that's like proof, isn't it? 
I mean, I think so. But apparently these 1,609 scientists, including the Nobel laureates, did not get the message that, you know, climate change and global warming are destroying the planet. In fact, their declaration openly states there's no climate emergency. And they, quote, strongly oppose the harmful and unrealistic net zero CO2 policy being pushed across the globe. Hmm. So this is from uh, Global Climate Intelligence Group. And it was made public this month. And it says that science should be less political uh, while climate policy should be more scientific. Oh, my goodness, folks. This is damning. Uh, scientists should openly address uncertainties and exaggerations in their predictions of global warming, while politicians should dispassionately count the real costs as well as imagine benefits of policy measures. So these guys just, they didn't get the, the, the message here, right? Uh, misguided climate science has metastasized into massive shock journalistic pseudoscience. In turn, the pseudoscience has become a scapegoat for a wide variety of other unrelated ills. It has been promoted and extended by similarly misguided business marketing agents, politicians, journalists, government agencies, and environmentalists, according to uh, Nobel Prize winner John F. Clauser, Dr. John F. Clauser, uh, who got a 2022 Nobel Prize in physics. So this goes through, and I mean, you know, they, they note a few key things, like, uh, you know, in 2009, Al Gore said that uh, there'd be no Arctic ice in 2013. Uh, he seemed to have missed that by a wee bit. And uh, celebrity activist Grumpy Greta Thunberg said that uh, in, in 2018, she said five years after, uh, she said that climate change will wipe out all of humanity unless we stop using fossil fuels over the next five years. Folks, it's five years later. You should all know we're about to be wiped out. Or not. But yeah, so I mean, we've got all this nonsense going on. I mean, climate change has always been a fraud. There's no global warming. There's no hole in the ozone that we care about. There's no anything that we care about with this. It's just a bunch of crap. And that's the way it is, folks. It's just the way it is. So, all right, moving on. Uh, headline, Return of the King, Deucey Goes Guns Blazing Amid Far Left Softballs. And this is about Fox White House correspondent Peter Deucey. Returned from, uh, what has he got, uh, paternity leave. And uh, apparently asked legitimate questions, which means Fox will probably fire him soon because uh, Fox is now a left-wing media mouthpiece. But regardless, uh, Ducey asked some real questions, the first one being the most important. He says, does President Biden want to limit Americans to two beers a week? I mean, that's, those are fighting words, folks. You limit us to two beers a week, right? Uh, apparently, Dr. George Koob, director of National Institute of Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, said the U.S. may soon follow Canada and recommend two beers a week. So I, I got a boot out of that question. That was, that was funny to me. Um, but then he went on to ask, uh, Secret Service is paying 16 grand a month to stage near Hunter Biden in Malibu. Who's paying for that? Uh, that would be you and I, folks. We're paying for that. 
Uh, how can you guarantee that people are not buying uh, uh, Hunter Biden's art to gain favor with the president? As, a, as he's apparently paying uh, fifteen thousand eight hundred a month for rent in Al, uh, Malibu with that art sales. I mean, there's no question what he's getting paid for, folks. I mean, it's just hey, this guy goes on and on. It's just I got a boot out of it, folks. I mean, there's some real questions there and some legitimate things about the corruption and Biden still selling uh, you know, access to Biden still being sold by his kid. I mean, you know, it's corruption. It's just outright corruption. There's no question about it. And the whole thing is ridiculous. I don't I don't really know what else to say about that. Um, other than I, I wish Steve Ducey luck in his upcoming uh, job search because <laughs> asking real questions of the regime is a great way for Fox News to move you on. Ask Tucker Carlson. All right. Headline, just the news. House GOP says DOJ gave Hunter Biden special privileges and tax cases. Inquiry heats up. I don't care. I just don't care, folks. I, I don't know what to say about this. This is the House GOP looking for another headline so everybody can say, good job, guys, you're fighting back, except for they're not doing a damn thing. This, this headline should read, House GOP puts out another news piece because they're too inept to actually do anything about the corruption that's destroying our country. How about that? How's that for a headline? I mean, you know, you get a bunch of House lawmakers, investigators. Uh, they demanded Monday that Attorney General Merrick Garland provide them with records related to the appointment of special counsel David Weiss, declaring that the Justice Department had provided Hunter Biden with special privileges to help him avoid more serious punishment for tax and other crimes. Uh, super, super brave people. Like Jim Jordan said, the department pulled punches in this investigation, handicapping veteran investigators and preventing them from freely pursuing the facts. Jim, have you filed articles of impeachment yet? What are you waiting for? But this is it. You can always count on Jim Jordan to be at the forefront of telling everybody how corrupt everything is, but not doing anything about it. We'll have another hearing so Jim Jordan can get on Fox News some more and tell everybody what kind of a hero he is, right? right? I mean, because that's what he does. He goes on Fox News, tells everybody he's a hero, and then doesn't do a damn thing. Quote, the department agreed to an apparently unprecedented plea deal with Hunter Biden after his attorneys threatened to call his father, President Biden, as a witness in the case. They continued, now you have appointed as a special counsel an individual who oversaw the investigation's irregularities, who spent past two months claiming he did not need special counsel status, and who is responsible for a plea agreement that collapsed in court and is widely viewed as an embarrassment for the department. In light of Mr. Weiss's record leading the investigation, we have concerns about the appointment, his appointment as a special counsel. You do? Given that you're just listing a whole bunch of apparent corruption, how about an impeachment, Jim? Oh, that would be doing something. Can't do something. Then they might not let you back on Fox. You know, they might be disfavored in the mainstream media. See, Jim Jordan, you know, he's got himself in a pretty good position. Mainstream media winks and nods at him because they know he can come out there and talk a lot, but he won't do anything. Now, if he actually did anything, he might lose some favor. But, you know, like I said, you can count on Jordan for this. Uh, yeah, South, South Carolina Republican Lindsey Graham uh, also called for Weiss's removal. Ooh, that'll get him. 
Lindsey Graham is, uh, I mean, he's a warrior, all right. I don't know. Uh, you know, folks, I just, I don't care. I, I don't care what the Republicans say. They're all garbage. I'm going to be honest. I wish someone would primary Jim Jordan for like a, you know, a legitimate conservative to do that. That'd be nice. All right, another day, another Disney headline. Clash Daily, woke and broke. Disney is still getting crushed in the markets. Hits new lows. I like reading these because it makes me happy, folks. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. It's very, it's sad to me on a lot of levels to see Disney collapse. Right? I mean, you know, as a kid, Disney was great. Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, and all the fun stuff that they had. You know, I mean, long ago they quit making uh, cartoons for boys and moved into Princess Land. But you know, at least it was, you know, Princess Land, and it was okay. I mean, uh, you know, little girls need heroes, so if that's what uh, they wanted to focus on, that's fine. But you know, they were still traditional and they were still good for family, and they didn't disavow their history. You know, at that point, they were still good with Mickey and Donald and all those guys. But they sent saved us about all of that. And now if you're not a pervert, tranny, just sicko, uh, Disney disavows you. So uh, the good news is, is while I hate to see the collapse of a truly American institution, I'm thrilled to death to see people standing against its corruption. And that is what's happening. You know, you're seeing this, uh, this collapse uh, right now. It says... Uh, Oh, uh, stock price hit a low of 83.53 on Monday. Market cap has fallen from 350 billion to 154. 196 billion decrease, 56 drop in market cap. Uh, you know they they raising prices. They're streaming stuff that nobody's watching. Fired 7,000 people, trying to help their bottom line. Uh, last eight movie releases, including Guardians of the Galaxy and Little Mermaid, lost them 900 million. I mean, they're just they're collapsing. You know, the whole, the whole company's collapsing. That someone should have a minority rights lawsuit against them, right? The minority shareholder rights, because they're obviously. I mean, it's quite clear what's happening, and it certainly is not uh, the prudent management of the company by the corporate leadership. I mean, this is about as grotesque as can be. And uh, frankly, there ought to be a minority rights shareholder lawsuit against this company. I mean, it's absolutely horrific what's occurring here. And uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, to lose 56% of your market cap and continue doubling down on this crap, you got their new uh, screwed up Snow White and the seven non-dwarfs coming out. I mean, I don't know. Folks, I just, this is, it's laughable. It's, it's ridiculous. All right. Um, they're not talking about this one. Murdoch-funded post-debate poll destroys the establishment narrative, according to Revolver. And it does. So the establishment, you know, Nikki Haley kicked butt and Mike Pence was great. Okay. And then they did this poll, right? Establishment narrative number one. President Trump made a mistake skipping the debate. Well... Except for 45% of the people polled agreed with him skipping the debate. Only 27 disagreed, and 27 said, I don't know. So very clearly, skipping the debate was not a a negative thing for Trump. Establishment narrative number two, the debate is super-duper important. All right, well, question was, did you watch or listen to the Republican primary candidates debate held in Milwaukee, Wisconsin? 
Uh, yes, I watch it all, 15%. I watch some, but not all, 15%. Okay, so that, that's 30 for those of you that are, that are trying to do some math. Uh, I only watch a few clips on social media of the news. That, that's you know, 16%. Uh, no, I didn't watch any of it, and I don't really care. That's 55%. So nobody cared. And why would they? I mean, they. why would you care? It was garbage. All right. Uh, next one, number three. Nikki Haley won and destroyed Vivek Ramsway. I, Ramswamy? Ramas? I don't know. Vivek. Well, they asked the question. Winner of the debate. They did a poll. Vivek won with 23%, DeSantis at 21, uh, Mike Pence way down at 11, Nikki Haley way down at 7. Hell, no one got more than they did. They say no one won the debate was at 14%. 8% said they don't know, which means 8% gave it to I don't know over Pence. So I, I don't know. That, that's nonsense. Uh, Establishment narrative number four. President Trump will pay a high price at the polls for skipping the debate. Question, which candidate would you like to see as the Republican candidate for president in 2024? And 61% Donald Trump. Everybody else is single digits. I don't think that's too high of a price. Uh, establishment narrative number five. President Trump may win the primary, but he's a surefire loser in the general election. Well... Uh, we have a Q4, Q5, uh, 2024 presidential election. Who would you vote for? And uh, between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, it's 44-41. Uh, 15, someone else, so Trump is still winning. Okay, that's pretty pretty straightforward. And uh, much like everything else the mainstream says, shows it's a line of crap. All right. Headline, Washington Free Beacon. No one supports abortion up until birth, Democrats caught on tape. So Jen Psaki said on her MSNBC show on Monday, the Republicans' criticism of Democrats for supporting abortion without limitations is misleading because uh, she said that no one supports abortion up till birth. Um, Jen, have you talked to your party? Uh, Democrat controlled House of Representatives in 2021 passed a bill backed by Biden to allow abortion up to birth nationwide. Um, New York, California, guarantee abortion throughout pregnancy up till birth. I mean, I, I, I don't really know what to say about that. It's an outright lie and stupid. All right. Um, this is kind of a scary thing. 71% of Americans say Trump cannot get an impartial jury. 71% believe that this, this uh, witch hunt against Trump cannot lead to justice. He can't get an impartial jury. What's that tell you about faith in our justice system, folks? That's a mind-blowing issue. As a lawyer, I find that terrifying. And I find it very very sad. 71% of people. We can't have it, folks. Our, our country is collapsing. It's just, it's just collapsing. And it's because of the lack of integrity that we're showing everywhere. 
<sighs> Mystery swirls over batch of thousands of 2020 voter registration forms in Michigan. So this goes back to, we've been already been talking about this, the voter registration forms that they found. Um, you know, there were only 4,000 people living in the county that were not registered, but somehow there were 10,000 new voter registration forms that a Democrat brought in there in Muskogee County, Michigan. What that means, folks, is that there is zero question that massive voter fraud occurred in Michigan in 2020. Massive. I mean, to the scale of tens of thousands, likely, uh, if not hundreds of thousands. And that's just one county, you know. But uh, this talks about Christina Corma, uh, the new chair of the GOP in Michigan, who is actually a we the people person. And she's fighting this voter fraud. She's actually looking into this. And it's a very big deal. Uh, she, she's really doing a good job. So I don't know, folks. We'll see what happens. I think Michigan has a chance of getting turned back. We gotta, I, I think Christina needs backed. We need to support her. We need to support the Michigan Republican Party and support them getting back to uh, We the People because that's what they're trying to do. But, man, I'll tell you, the rhinos up there are mad. They're trying to take that back underminer. I don't know. Uh, support us on the America Out Loud Network. Support the Tom Ren Show. Share us everywhere. Support us on Rumble, Locals, and everywhere else. We will see you soon. <laughs>